Good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. I am Lee from the D, and this is Alyssa's secret. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> this is Reality Rewind, and this week we are bringing back the girls. The girls. Bringing back the girls. Bring I back am my Ron, also girls. at <laughs> on Instagram. Um, but yes, we're bringing back the girls. Before we bring back the girls, queen. let's talk about Tamisha. Tamisha Amon, because she was coming for you. <laughs> Tamisha Amon's been coming for everybody. Uh, okay, so I did. <laughs> your daughters is coming for your My ass. My kids girl. are coming for me. <laughs> they came in walking sideways talking about. <laughs> My kids are coming for me. <laughs> coming for you. Uh, um, the LaCroix Limoncello is the weirdest shit I've ever had in my life. Oh, very much so. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this should, be, this should be really gross, but I'm kind of into it. I'm confused. Yeah. Um, okay. So Tamisha, <clears throat> Tamisha Aman of Atlanta, Georgia made it very clear that sis was coming for Monet exchange. Well, from what I hear, Tamisha was present, but there wasn't much to it. <laughs> now, so this is the thing. So everything that I got from this, it was like Tamisha went live to tell y'all to go to her network if you want to really get the tea. I think that's what it was. And they literally. start calling Tamisha a scammer and everything else. But the thing is, so Miss Bob the Drag Queen and Miss Monet Exchange were also having watch parties on their Patreon. Not just that, but Bob did a video where it was like, Bob comes for Monet. <laughs> and Bob is dragging Monet the whole time. And had the Vixen so on it. Yes. <laughs> now, mind you, Tamisha is making y'all pay for all the shit that the Vixen said for free. But... Which no shade to Tamisha. No, no shade to the vixen, but Tamisha, I don't blame you, bitch. I don't either. Tamisha's yeah. doing it properly. Yeah. She because said, I have a story to tell. Like, if y'all want the tea, y'all gotta pay for it. If y'all want it, y'all gotta pay for it. For real, for real. I know y'all call it. Drag race has already scam. made its money off of Tamisha's story. So maybe exactly. Tamisha should be able to make some money off hers. Y'all calling Tamisha's <clears throat> everything else, but Y'all want the tea, y'all can, just like y'all pay for lifting, y'all will pay for this shit too. Y'all want right. the tea, y'all better pay for it. That's how I see it, because it's like, why keep giving Drag Race and World of Wonder all this free promo when they've already made their coins off you, girl? They, they already got you locked up coins. in this slave-ass contract to begin with. You know, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to tread lightly, and I'm going to say this is the reason why. Because I had and I don't know how real it is, but I had a dream, right, that we were working with World of Wonder, but we had finagled one of the uh, better of contracts that they ever, like this was all in a dream, that they ever had. And because of that, everyone at World of Wonder respected us, but feared us, but all the other talent loved us. And then we opened a management company. 
And then we started managing And it could happen. <laughs> so, I'm going to now. For all the queer girls that talk shit on the internet. That's, yes. and that's literally what we do. We are queer people that talk shit on the internet. I'm going to tread lightly for so, now. Because that was in a dream. But That was in a dream. I'm not saying, it ain't got nothing to do with world of wonder necessarily. Entertainment contracts tend to favor the company versus the talent. That's just Oh, yeah. Well, that's funny, too, because I, I actually thought you were talking about, because one of the queens on YouTube that goes by the name Bussy Queen, <clears throat> I don't know, but she got a hold to copy, a supposedly a copy of the Drag Race contract. Yeah. And it's it's extreme. The reason why, at least for me, it's extreme, but I also no, don't. I agree because I looked at you. <laughs> I definitely looked at that video as well, but I'm not going to put a lot of stock in it because I can't personally verify that that's where that that that's the drag race contract. You know what I'm saying? Right. I would say something. You know, people do shit for stunts and for likes, and so I'm not I'm not questioning Bussy's integrity integrity. Yeah, but I'm also not going to state my personal reputation on something I can't verify for myself. I will say that there are a few things in it. There are definitely more than a few things in it that make it feel very realistic, if that makes sense. Oh, work. Um, but Tamisha came and she was present and then Bob and Monet stole the show. I will say this too. And I was happy, and I wish Bob would have, when all of this shit first started, I wish Bob would have said this shit. Mm-hmm. It was only after when Bob was like, hey, white people, stay out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stay the fuck out of this. Like, I wish they would have just set the shit from the get-go. It was like, look, this is a cackle, a kiki, an issue, and a conflict between the two of them. Stay the fuck out of it. Let these black folks have these black folks moment. And let these black folks do whatever the fuck these black folks want to do on the internet. Sit down, enjoy it, and shut the fuck up. Now, what I will say is, while I love Monet, I really do. I've always loved Monet, even when her looks don't hit. Because I just tend to support the Black queens on Drag Race, right? Monet works my nerve, because remember in New York, what I was talking about New York? I was getting there. (laughs) She rubbed me. I'm like, girl... I do have a problem with Black queens who make a career of dragging other Black queens. And I do notice that Monet tends to be harder on the queens of color than she is on the white queens. Well, look, I think Monet, Monet is equally hard, but I, <coughs> that's Trixie's entire career. I'm not going to say- I mean, outside of music, no shade. Outside of music, but when Trixie is hosting like the pit stop and shit. No, I was- He's dragging these girls by their scalp. I also don't- I like Trixie. I do like Trixie. I like Trixie more for the shit she does, for the way she- Katya. No, I don't, because I don't like Katya. Do you like like Katya? Katya? No, Katya kind of annoys me. Um- I okay. like Katya's aesthetic, but Katya herself kind of annoys me. Whereas with Trixie, not a big fan of her drag, but I do like the way she uses her platform to be anti-racist. Yeah, 
very much so. So I will, I do like that. And which is why I kind of, I enjoy Trixie and I get that Trixie comes for the white queens. But the thing is like, for me, I'm more protective over the black queens and the queens of color, not necessarily just the queens who identify as black, but the ones who identify as of Hispanic descent as well, like the queens of color, just because we know what the drag race fan base is. Yeah. And we know how they get so unnecessarily dragged. And we also know that RuPaul doesn't stand up for the queens of color the way she does the white queens. And to be honest, she barely stands up for the white queens before. She barely stands up, but she promotes the white queens. She does. Because anything they got coming out, she throw that shit on her Instagram, on her Twitter, on her everything. The black queens the same way. Very few of the black queens do she promote in the same way. And it's mostly the black queens who are willing to shut up and go along. And okay, in reference to shut up and go along, something that I've had to keep in mind is that everyone experiences on the show are very and vastly different. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, Because we will have girls that remember the same moment differently because it's from their own perspective. Um, So I won't say that like, Bob or Monet or Shay or Simone are like the shut up and go along type. It's just that they've had a different experience. Yeah, they've done because they when like so if you think about at least I would be assuming based on the way that they interact still with the but even if you think about where we were versus like if you think about like a Bob or Shay or a Simone where we are when they won versus when a BB or a Tyra or oh you know, bitch it was, Tyra it was let's a totally save Tyra deal. I mean we gotta even with BB was just willing to shut up and go along but also yeah. BB herself kind of checked out a drag race altogether after season bitch, two that's why she, she don't not, know who the fuck nobody is was that not the running gag that they were like BB stopped watching drag race after she won I was like yeah bitch I would too I already got my crown girl. Unless they calling me back, yeah. I don't need to watch you home. Like BB knows. Her I'll film. meet you at the show. Tyra and maybe Araja. She maybe. don't know nobody else. Once drag you got canceled, BB was out of the universe. She didn't give a fuck. Like, but like Tyra, who was very vocal and very open with her blackness, she definitely got the short end and granted Tyra doesn't go by Tyra anymore Tyra's Jack James James. doesn't do drag anymore which but if you think about how many of the RuPaul girls don't do drag anymore there's a fair amount because Fifi's not doing drag anymore um Sasha Bell Sasha Bell still doing doing drag drag anymore she's still doing drag but the way she does drag has completely changed which Naisha is Lopez also is Sasha Bell very is very rarely doing drag anymore. No, Naisha's still doing drag. Naisha hosts Roscoe. Very rarely. She does the weekly show at Roscoe's. Does she? Since when? Yeah. Um, since uh, last couple of weeks, at the very least. I was about um, to say because they post the show on YouTube. Okay. And they have well, the other girls there. She wasn't the for a while. And um, what's her name? Oh my god, her boy name is Javier, but what is her real name? What is her oh name? Rebecca, Rebecca Glasgow? Yes, 
who's also not doing drag anymore. No, not. I actually just saw them on Instagram, like literally before we started. Ben de la Creme, who dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> but this is the thing too with Ben, right? So everybody's like, oh, Ben dropped off. And I was watching an interview this past week with Ben de la Creme. And she was like, yeah, I backed away from the drag race universe, but I was still working. Like Ben was doing, Ben wasn't doing the club gigs. That's the thing. She wasn't yeah. doing the tour. She wasn't doing the club gigs. She was writing and producing theater. So she kept all of her shit mm. in that kind of realm. And in like drag race world, if it's not something like a Peaches Christ doing like the Golden Girls yeah. or Peaches Christ doing, um, if it's not a Peaches Christ production, the drag race, drag race fandom doesn't necessarily know about it, I'll say, or find out about it. So, yeah. no, Ben was still working, but Ben just took all of that and moved it into the realm of doing theater. No, I get that. And then, but even when I say not, when I say not working, I mean not working publicly, you, you know, in the, in in the, the drag public. race fandom. Because it's like, because it, because I mean, like LaShawn Beyond, she's still working, but Mama's costume designing. Yeah, she still she still works with drag queens, but she strictly sticks to comedy. Right, it's like so many of the the queens in general, really the queens in color of color, really did drop out of the public sector. Then you yeah. got queens like Nina who does their weekly show and everything else, but it's so much drama around it. My thing is this: so queens are gonna have drama, right? And yeah. some queens have drama in person. Some people decide to have it on the internet. If it's two black queens, white folks, mind your fucking business. That's if what it's I two think. black queens, black people, but mind also, your business, but meme the fuck out of it. Drag race fans are toxic and they're racist. Yeah. And they're- I mean, really, let's be honest, even just about like the way that drag is being told to present on the show are racist and that's not specific to drag race like we're not no no no. i mean just i mean it's the whole idea the fandom as well as the um what the marker is of what femininity is is in reality toxic like it is we have like full grown and we have to be honest we've got for the most part for the most part full grown ass men emulating a really fucked up sense of beauty that's steeped in western ideology yep. with what your body is supposed to look like how your face is supposed to be how you're supposed to present yourself to this world you know what i mean it's it feeds like drag now i know it's supposed to be an homage but it's a double-edged sword because there is an aspect of it that is in fact sexist because it's men emulating these toxic and fucked up images that women have had to deal with the weight of the their entire existence yeah like we that's I gotta look, acknowledge it i mean i do and this is why i sometimes struggle with a lot of the white queens especially because it's like you're wearing my body and you're speaking and the performative aspects of blackness and making references in my language yet you don't stand up for me and my personhood when you're not 
in this costume, essentially. Yeah. Because you're padding yourself to look like me. You're overdrawing your lips to look like me. You're buying breastplates and things of the nature to emulate the body that I exist in every single day. But when it comes to needing somebody to assist in the fight that I have to fight every day, you don't show up in the same way. Yeah. So, and that is something that as a Black queer woman who is voluptuous, who is, you know, I do have the body that a lot of these queens pad to get. Yeah. And a lot of girls die to have. Let's be real. And that's, that's all kinds of girls. Yes, very much so, but it's oh, like ooh, that was sexy. <laughs> specifically to because with the black queens, at least they exist in the blackness, right? So if nothing else, they come out of drag and they still exist in a world similar to mine. Right. They're still fighting a fight similar to mine. They still stand up in this struggle side by side with me in a way that white queens don't because you take all that off and you're just a white boy and you go about your white ass life and you don't stand up even though everything about your persona is borrowed from who I am as a person so you want to know a real cackle Mm -hmm. and this is it's it makes now everything makes sense so one of the girls that has been always extremely vocal about many a thing has been Tatiana. Yes. Did you know Tatiana was Black? I did. I had no idea. I did know that, yes. And I was watching, once again, an interview with Tatiana. But she's one of the Blacks that pass, and you'll never know. And so she'd be in the room with the white queens and hear all the That's exactly exactly what she said. She said this herself, and she was like, I talked about being Black both seasons I was on Drag Race and it never made it in. It never, it never made the cut because they wanted her to be ambiguous. They wanted her to be that, that kind of code switcher queen. That's what they wanted because they wanted one that was ethnically ambiguous to play to the white crowd, but still draw in the black crowd. I See, knew I, she was black, but they I didn't, did not know she was black. Airtime. I did not. I thought she was, I actually thought she was Latino and Italian because her name is Santalini or something like that. But also with that, it was easier to paint Tyra as the evil black queen. That's it too. That was the that was the second thought that I had. It was, it was um, so much easier to paint Tyra as the victim if to paint Tyra as the villain if the victim isn't another black queen because they don't care about that. Yeah, they were they weren't smart enough to pull the colorism angle. <laughs> Wait, OG has revenge pulling? <clears throat> Who? OG from Basketball Wives. Has revenge porn? No. The way oh, I totally heard that she, wrong. I'm sorry. She's been pulling this colorism thing for the longest. I'm I'm not getting into basketball. I'm not getting into Basketball Wives. I, I was watching it last night. I can't believe that they brought that garbage back, to be honest with you. Um, was, this last season was only seven episodes. Was it? Oops. <gasps> Gag. It was the COVID season. It oh, was they really about to snatch that shit down. They was in a like two rented houses and that was it. They could have kept that. 
They could have, because nothing like in nothing happened. Nobody needed that. And I'm sure it was all this like bullshit retreat powwow. We gonna talk about race garbage, which I don't watch basketball wise. I have conversations about race. Let's be perfectly honest. Now we um, can't we can't say that there isn't a level of colorism on basketball wise, but it's not among the cast necessarily. It's more the fans. I believe it's partially cast as well as I think with the cast is more favoritism. Well, no, I don't mean colorism. I believe it's more black respectability bullshit. And it's I also that, believe that when you, Evelyn has been getting a, gotten away with a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying. When It's like a combination of respectability politics and favoritism. Because Evelyn's best friends with the show's executive producer and creator. So she gets away with a whole lot of shit yeah. that nobody else would have. And also, okay, I'm just going to, we're going to end this here. Her... Um, Evelyn's Afro Latino all of a sudden made me live it. I mean, I was she always over has it. been like she's the thing. I, I get that. Like, no, I she don't, only like, ever I'm, said that she was Puerto Rican, she I never said, that, Yo, no, Afro Latino. No, I, I know because I don't like Evelyn, like, I'm not a fan, but she has acknowledged that being Puerto Rican, she is Black. She's definitely acknowledged that before this last season, before OG called her a colorist. She's acknowledged that before. Because even when they were in Miami, she had said that. It just just didn't come up often. And it didn't come up on the show because just like every other show, when they're really light like that, they tend to not let them do the talk about race unless they absolutely have to. But she's definitely said it on like Twitter and stuff like that and talked about how most of her family is very dark skinned and all that. Like she's she's done that. And again, I can't never heard her talk Evelyn about Latino like at all. I can't only thing that her, I've ever heard from her is that she's that Puerto Rican I've, and she was running around saying nigga. No, and I was like, I don't well, give a fuck if you're from the boogie down Bronx, you can get buried in the Bronx real quick. No, I cut that shit out. I agree. And I also don't like, I can't stand Evelyn Lozada, but I will say that that has always been something that has been said and talked about. Yeah, I never liked it. Never liked it. Never liked it. Like at all. At I mean, all. I don't, I don't get that. I don't get that into. Puerto Rican people saying like people Puerto Rican Dominican ended up saying nigga just because it's like they are black whether y'all want to acknowledge it or not they're black people there's another layer of complexity that is also involved in that as well there is there's a layer there is a layer of colorism there is a layer of you know racism and that kind of stuff but because the thing is too there's like you could be you'll be you have the capability to be black one minute then all of a sudden the next minute you're what I get that. I was like, I'm good. But if you want to be that, be that. But you want to be a nigga, be a nigga. But what I do say, and this is because I know a lot of Puerto Rican and Dominican people, especially since I've been living here, that's a lot of the older people do that. That's not really as prominent in people our age and younger, just because it's like you did have to deal with. Because it's like, when you talk to older Dominicans, because I have friends that are Dominican that won't let their kids 
go around like grandparents and older aunts and uncles because they treat the lighter skin ones different than the darker skin ones. Like that colorism in the islands is very, very real. Heavy. And so we we have to acknowledge that as well. But everybody that I've met that's 45 and younger very much acknowledges their blackness in addition to the fact that their ethnicity is Dominican or Puerto Rican or whatever, but they very much acknowledge their blackness. You can, my thing is you can acknowledge whatever you want to acknowledge. Just don't, don't, don't pick whichever one fits and they the don't situation do the best for your, like, I'm, that shit, seen it one too many times, I'm good. <laughs> uh, all right, and it's something happier. But I also noticed that you see that, that switch out a lot more in the Midwest than in, like, cities where people who are Dominican or Puerto Rican are more prominent because when you get to the Midwest you don't meet a lot of Dominican people a lot of Puerto Rican people a lot of so they do that switch out a lot more frequently than in other areas where they're more like if you go to Miami they're not they'll do it's like I'm Hispanic but I'm white or I'm Hispanic but I'm black you know what I'm saying like it's not like oh, I'm black part of the time, but then the other part I'm not. Like, it's not like that. It's like my race is black, but my ethnicity is Hispanic. Or my race is white and my ethnicity is is Hispanic. Well, moving into something happier and speaking of people with brown skin, uh, we start with All Stars 3. Yes. And the first person to walk in is Trixie Mattel, hence the brown skin. Because this, because mama's, mama's uh, contour is, severe <laughs> I, hate it. I hate it it gets better over time it does get better like over time. The, like i don't like the heavy lashes i don't like the anime eyes i don't like i don't like it it took me a minute to so what ended up happening was i was like i don't like this but the more i saw it and the more more i see trixie the more sense it makes. So it's like, okay, I get it. You it know, it makes sense for her drag persona. I just still don't like it. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I didn't like her entrance her outfit, persona. honestly. Did you, you see that bodysuit, her entrance outfit, that bodysuit yeah. and rollerblades, the yeah. yellow knee pads, the fanny pack, the pony? Yeah, That's her sick. drag persona, it completely makes sense for who she is as a queen. I just don't like it. Yeah, Trixie bopped her ass on in. She was from season seven. Yes. Uh, she was followed by one of the most annoying people on this show, Milk. Oof, I hate her. Okay, what did you think of that look, though? I really like the blue jean chaps into the heel. Like, I like the I look. I like her look. I, almost I didn't like that mushroom like, headpiece, though. I almost always like her looks. Like, I... Milk's aesthetic, I like. I think of Milk and Utica in the same place, right? Yeah, they are. They really really, are. I very much love the aesthetic, but once they open their mouth, I'm over it. Yeah, I mean, unless Utica's doing a stand-up performance, which I'm here for that. You just hide in the dark, though. You don't want that bitch coming after you. (laughs) But then also, Milk is very. See, Milk annoys me for a different reason than Utica. Because Utica annoys me because she does that, like, performative allyship shit. and that Milk is just mean. 
Milk is very mean and full of herself and very egotistical and also doesn't understand that she's not as good as she thinks she is. Well, she let that, so apparently in her off time, um, so Milk was season six. Mm-hmm. And in her off time in between season six and All Stars, Milk was um, in she was a in Mark French Jacobs Road. ad. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Mark Jacobs ad. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw the ad, and the ad was everything, but yeah, it was cute. That very much went to her head and very much like, yeah. She, <sighs> Milk is just irritating. Milk is just irrit. Milk is just soured. That's all. Throw the like, bitch away. Milk is like rude and mean and full of herself, but also wholly not self-aware. So she definitely doesn't understand that she's an evil, evil bitch. She refuses. She refuses to be any level of self-aware and places a responsibility of her actions right. on everybody else. So somebody says, oh, well, you, when you did this, you made me feel this way. It's like, well, why'd you let me walk around doing that? It's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, so followed by Milk, we get Chi-Chi Devane, the late, the great, the Bayou Queen, Miss Chi-Chi Devane. Have to give her the proper intro. I love Chi-Chi Devane. I do too. And you know what? They tried to read her for the ruffle on her body, on that yellow bodysuit for being trash bags. But for that to be trash, I liked really it. Cool. I liked it too. I thought it was really cool. Like I thought it was a cool look, especially since they call her the trash bag queen because right. they don't read Shangela for showing up with corn everywhere she fucking goes. <laughs> or Monet <laughs> corn and various sponges. Oh no, they read Monet for sponges though. They read Monet they multiple should. times for sponges because it's should. done poorly. That's why. Because it's not done well. Right. Yeah. No, they All her sponge that. looks are done very poorly. No, I love, I absolutely love Chi-Chi. I, it is very sad that Chi-Chi's no longer with us because I don't think that we got the chance to really see all that Chi-Chi had to offer. Yeah. So it is very, very sad that she's no longer with us. I did not, as I have stated in the live show, and I'll say again, I did not watch this season because I did not, I've only watched one season of All-Stars because I think that the concept behind this show is kind of dumb. But it's like, so I didn't know she was a part of this. And I remember when she passed away and they kept posting this photo of her and I did not know where it came from. It was her All Stars photo. Oh, and it was it was very sad because when I saw the picture, I was like, "Oh my god, that is the picture that's on Chi Chi's like obituary." Yeah, they're like in mem- remembrance of that gold. Yeah, photo. and they did a whole. And then this past season, you know, when the season was over, they did a whole like in remembrance of, in remembrance of Chi Chi. So it was, it's very, very sad that she's no longer with us. I wish that our country wasn't so trash and she was able to get the proper health care before yeah. she got really sick because she will probably still be with us. And one thing too is like, so the, the person following Chi-Chi always attempted to try and read Chi-Chi or made her feel lesser than, but the fact of the matter is, is that Chi-Chi beat you out for top four. Georgie? Done. Yes. 
but then Thorgy, so that was the part. So that's another thing that kind of was weird to me because like I said, I didn't watch All-Stars, right? And to watch Thorgy consistently read Chi-Chi about her drag and her aesthetic and how terrible she is and all this other stuff, right? In juxtaposition to having just seen this Chi-Chi tribute where Thorgy's literally crying her face off. I know, I saw that too. And I was like, and I'm just like, what? Like, see what the, so for me, you were uncomfortable watching the Chi-Chi tribute, whereas I was uncomfortable watching this season because I'm like, I can't reconcile this person and the way she speaks about Chi-Chi with this person that was like bawling her eyes out and talking about how Chi-Chi was such a major part of her life and how she's going to be so sorely missed. Right. And my thing, the thing too was, okay, so Thorgy comes in after Chi-Chi, right? Thorgy, I kind of liked Thorgy's outfit because it I was, did. I, it was like I disco was cabaret. You know? I was here for the Blue Ivy wig. Like nobody got the Blue Ivy reference, but it was definitely a Blue Ivy reference. The tinsel wig? Yeah, because if you remember, because again, did not watch All Stars, but I do see what happens at these different fashion galas, right? Mm-hmm. At the costume ball that Beyonce's mama throws every year to raise money for arts and schools, they did a lion king thing no not the lion king one they did one i don't remember what the thing was lion king was later but to that at that ball um blue ivy wore a gold tinsel wig like the one thorgy was wearing it was oh no i know what you're talking about that was your headpiece no not the headpiece the wig oh not the like yeah no this was the wig and it was very similar to thorgy's and um, that was the year that she beat out Tyler Perry for the painting. <laughs> the headpiece was, was the year after, and then the year after that was the Lion King thing one. Okay. But um, yeah, it was very much a nod to Blue Ivy, but you know, the girls go up for Beyonce and Blue Ivy and all that, so. Well, Thorgy, I, I really enjoyed um, what Thorgy had when she came on also considering that thorgy is a white person with locks which oof. and you know what the you know what the fucked up thing is her locks are on the better end of white people with locks it, oh very much so yeah i'm like okay which makes me think thorgy isn't wholly white but or maybe jewish with some kind of textured hair there's something with a texture there because her locks actually look like locks. Yeah. Although Thorgy herself is annoying. It, At least on this show. With the consistent victimhood of it. And oh my God, the, the entire tries time. Tries to consistently make queens of color the villain. So Thorgy enters the room and Chi Chi looks and goes, <laughs> Chi Chi dead ass goes, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then she comes in. Eyes. She did. The Thorgy says her little entrance shit, and Chi Chi just goes, "Oh God!" So it's interesting seeing Chi Chi in that. I mean, Thorgy in that Chi Chi tribute 
when we have this moment to kind of yeah. go back to which, which really like, tells like, me that they were not as close as Thorgy wants us to believe now right and Chi Chi flat out is like yeah Thorgy made this whole war up she was all over Bob like why would she was always after Bob yeah like Chi Chi was obviously and visibly like annoyed by this annoyed in season eight as well as all stars three yeah and it's very much like y'all not close like that so why are we girl we about to get Red. these niggas is about to come after us because we call it we talk about their faves that's fine um okay well this person <laughs> this person i believe is free and clear so we can talk so much shit about them uh following thorgy we get uh morgan mcmichaels <laughs> so okay this is why i was saying hold tyra for this right yes do so you remember when morgan came in and said i look good for a dead bitch yes that's because way back when Tyra had posted something on the internet, on the good Lord's internet, that Thor, that not Thorgy, I'm sorry, Morgan McMichaels was dead. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> that is still a cackle to me to this day. It's like, oh, girl, no, you didn't. So I, I actually, that. her workroom, like, saying, entrance saying was definitely, it was the only one of note for me, really. And I thought that was like a good cackle and callback. But... Yeah um she's also kind of mean-spirited and she said she has a sharp tongue i didn't like her on her season so. i didn't either i will say this though and everybody everybody regardless whether they like morgan mcmichaels or not every last one of them gives her the respect that it's due because sis be out here fucking grinding oh she was not just grinding she's also booking the girls she's booking no, the I'm girls who didn't not the girls who won and not always the top girl. She's booking the girls that you're like, oh, oh, like a jiggly kind of caliente kind of shit, you know? Yeah. Like Morgan stays trying to book the girl. So I appreciate Morgan. I appreciate Morgan for that. Yeah. It's like Morgan's not my cup of tea because I just don't, I don't like a mean spirited drag queen. And maybe that's an oxymoron, but I don't There's like. There's just a way to do it. I don't like the mean-spirited girls. That's why I don't like Violet. That's why I don't like Pearl. That's why I don't... I don't like the very mean and dismissive girls. Why Somebody like a that? Bianca is... It's a, it's, it's different because it's channeled like, into it's, humor. That's not a mean... That's not... Bianca's not mean-spirited. Bianca no, Bianca's mean, mean as fuck. <laughs> she's, she's mean in the, for the sake of comedy, though. But yeah. it's like interpersonally, she's not mean spirited. Yeah, yeah. Because she still looks out for the girls, but she will cut your ass down. So it's like it's mean for the sake of comedy. Yeah, Morgan is just like a Morgan mean. or a Sharon Needles or a, they're just mean. We're not getting into Sharon people. I'd rather not unpack any of that. <laughs> we're saying very far away from her um I mean, she she might have a court case or two coming her way all right following morgan is i don't uh, know nothing about that wait a minute what i'll tell you about it off because it's, okay. it's a lot and it's really fucked up um okay. uh following morgan mcmichaels is our oh morgan was from season two um Wait. our season nine queen uh <laughs> you're beautiful you're gorgeous you look like Evan linda evangelista it's miss aja i, well, I live for aja so 
Ives is another one who's not like doing drag necessarily anymore. Aja is. Aja is more living more of an androgynous type of life now. That's yeah. I was about to say, was Aja ever really doing drag? Yeah. <laughs> I Aja says Aja, that I am just Aja. Like it's. I all really do love. I love Aja. I love Aja's spirit and everything else. What bothered me about Aja on her season is that Aja carried a lot of jealousy, but it always like stemmed from a level of insecurity. I think a lot of it had to do with her insecurities in addition to some jealousy, but also steeped in legitimate and valid feelings. Because in that season, Valentina did get away with a lot. She got a lot of passes that I didn't She got a lot of passes. Because she was statuesque, she was gorgeous, she was she charming, was gorgeous, and like, she could turn a look, but she did beautiful form. No, but she... in the way that I'd like to keep it on, please. So, <laughs> so the fact that that has become a COVID meme is very funny, funny to me. Oh yeah, she's living for it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's so. Valentina kind of carried that same level of delusion that Utica had. Like, she definitely never understood negative critiques about her. And Valentina, the difference between their delusions is that Valentina was living what she calls, uh, like, her French vanilla fantasy. And it was, but it was so ridiculously absurd. It was so absurd that it becomes this, like, it was like very a self-centered but enjoyable thing, you yeah, know. It was very much like a bit. Like it yeah. was she was doing like a skit consistently. Whereas Utica literally just is delusional. And milk. Milk was just completely delusional. Yes. Because with those two, it's not like an enjoyable character. It's just like I don't like you. No one else likes you, but you don't realize no one likes you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an enjoyable level of being like self-centered. Yeah. Whereas it with Valentina, it's very much like I it's very much like Eureka's Castle, right? Like we all know this isn't real, <laughs> but let's play anyway. <laughs> uh, uh well, following Aja from the house of Aja uh, was one of my favorite queens. <clears throat> one of my favorite like white queens. Uh, ben de la Creme. Her gown, that dress was really cute. That dress I don't was cute. Like la Creme. Why? Okay. So, I in when I watched Ben de la Creme season, mm-hmm. I realized that. My disdain for Benda LaCreme had nothing to do with her. Okay. I don't like those queens that play perpetually happy 50s housewives. That's fair. I get that. That's, that's the same reason I didn't like Sherry Pie before I even knew that Sherry Pie was trash. And same thing with like a Tina Burner too. A Tina Burner as well. I don't like it. That's fair. Because it comes off so false and so forced. Like, it's not even, like, a funny type of force. It's just irritating. Well, that's what uh, Benda LaCreme has actually talked about. She was saying that um, when she's in drag, 
creating this like perpetually happy um, personality has helped her in her just normal life. She's like, okay, when I'm out of drag, I get to just be mopey Ben. But when I'm Bindala, I have to be on and I have to make sure that not only am I happy, but the people around me are happy. So it's annoying, but it's definitely kind of like, that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Bindala Brown (laughs) is that she really is very honest about talking with like depression and the shit that she's gone through and how creating this really annoying, constantly upbeat and smiley personality has like really helped her in her everyday life to create some level of a balance. And I get that. And I understand that. And I respect that. But it could be because I myself am just kind of a mopey bitch that it's like, oh, you're irritating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can get that. But I get that. And I understand how going completely opposite of who you are can help you find balance because like me you know i am very introverted i don't talk to people i don't do none of that shit but then i do this four times a week so this is my balance yeah same same. so i get that i understand from a creative standpoint but as a perpetually mopey bitch myself i'm just like oh god shut up (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair (laughs) um the cackle, though, for me was when Ben came in, Bindala came in, she was talking about like, yeah, this is a repurposed version of the same gown that I want Miss Congeniality in. Yeah. Like, okay, that's cute. And I knew but that Morgan's like, because, yeah. well, Morgan's like, well, why are you wearing the same dress that was so long ago? You should be more concerned about the crowd. Meanwhile, this bitch's, this bitch's whole quote is about a beef from 10 years prior. Exactly, exactly. So that gives you an idea of like who and what Morgan got going on in this gigorama, as um, Alyssa, <laughs> as Alyssa Edwards mm. would say, this gigorama. Yeah. Following Ben de la Creme is another one of my absolute positive fucking favorites in the goddamn world miss kennedy i'm sorry new work laguardia LaGuardia. kennedy davenport i love <laughs> kennedy davenport i also love that intro i find myself all the time because i fly out of newark all the time but also kennedy is also potentially my airport when i go international my airport <laughs> So I do sometimes say Newark, LaGuardia, Kennedy, because those are my airports. Which I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because <laughs> okay, I fly so to anyone depending on where I'm going. So it's very much like Newark, LaGuardia, Kennedy. <laughs> what did you think of Kennedy's look? It was trash. Okay, so I think it was it was bad for television. It's good for a bar. Good, good for, for a, a bar. But that's how I feel about all of Kennedy's looks. Yeah. They're great lot, for bars. Of her looks terrible like for camera. Bars. She yeah. dresses for the bar because in the bar, you need, but that's the thing I said about Roxy Andrews. She dresses for the bar because in the bar, you need that so that everybody can see you. you On camera, it doesn't translate. Bar. Yeah. There aren't the lights. The, the lights aren't positioned directly on you, so you're not because she had all those like little circular reflections. Exactly. It's literally um, the same thing I say about Roxy Andrews. Yeah, it just wasn't it it didn't translate to TV well. I, I was Carmen like, this Carrera. bad for TV, great for a bar. Carmen and Carmen Ferrer back when she used to actually do drag before she transitioned. Carmen Carmen didn't wear clothes, so it wasn't good for TV or a bar. No, because I've seen Carmen in a bar. It's great for a bar. 
Yeah, if you're in a bra, she's in a bra. And but it was also very sparkly and sequined and with the lights train, it does something in a bar. Because you see a lot of drag queens that don't wear clothes. Yeah. But in a bar, it does different than on TV. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, Trixie calls Kennedy. <laughs> Trixie said that Kennedy was just the grumpy grandpa with a wig on and a bitch I cackled. That was funny to me. I was like, that is so wrong. Uh, which they fell out, but we can get into that a little bit later. We'll get into that next episode because it has to do with shit happens in like further mm-hmm. in the season. Um, <clears throat> okay, so following Kennedy, uh, can I get a hallelujah for season two and three? Miss Angela Laquifa Wally, the incomparable, the talented, the resume, 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 Emmy booked and design. Emmy attending Shangela. Uh, in a Oscar winning film, no matter how in a Oscar winning film, I fucking love Shangela. Always have too. from season two when that bitch popped out with that corn, when that bitch popped out dressed as a fucking snowman. I have always loved Shangela. I knew that Shangela was gonna be the supreme. Yes. I want some sanitizer. I I love Shangela. (laughs) Okay, you know how you said season one was built for Chad, right? Yeah. So season four was the double crowning season, right? Yes. Um, and the rumor is that that was built for Manila. That was built for Manila. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that season three was built around season three was built for shangela yeah but the fans kind of shifted towards trixie that's why they changed it no it wasn't even it wasn't just the fans it was it was the queens we have to get into that second episode because yes do that breakdown yes oh but shangela pop her ass in looking cute but it also felt very much like the queen's response to shangela felt a little jealous throughout the whole thing Cause it was, cause I mean, Shangela is like she was the baby queen on her season. She was the queen who looked a mess, and everybody thought that she was that they were going to be better than her. Yeah, but she was the queen that was out here working and for. But she has since gone to be bigger than all. I mean, fuck, she lives with Jennifer Motherfucking Lewis. Like, yes. yes. Can we just Jennifer Lewis? fixed her gown on the carpet yeah like jennifer like shangela is that shangela fuck out is that girl she is that girl she is one of the very few girls that does not tour in a collective she does her shit by herself and I by herself and sell that shit out from toddlers and tiaras to motherfucking law and order she's been on everything unity Yes. Uh, apparently, she was also in an episode of Bones. I was like, I don't remember that one. I might have to go back and rewatch that. She was on. She's been literally everywhere. Like Shangela, this girl performed Beyonce in front of Beyonce and her husband and her children. Wait, 
performed as Beyonce in a tribute to Beyonce. Beyonce, in which Beyonce was accepting an award that she dedicated to her gay uncle. Boom. <laughs> like, Shangela's that girl. Shangela is and always will be that girl. And Beyonce gave her a standing ovation. She Did she not? Beyonce stood the fuck up and bowed to Miss Shangela. You can't tell me shit about Shangie. <laughs> Kate, and that's we'll see, we see that that is becomes the theme of this. <laughs> um, so Rue enters the workroom, and the girls are like, "Oh, that's it. It's just nine of us." And Rue is like, "Ha ha! Here's the gag." Well, going back to that first season with the awful filter, we decide to give. The first crown queen of RuPaul's Drag Race, BB Sahara Benet. Now let's pull over. <laughs> let's pull over and talk about that first season. First of all, I don't know why the fuck they shot that shit through a potato. Bitch. And why it looks like that. That is irritating. <laughs> but then also, I think it is very, very, very fucked up that they called that the lost season. Because without yeah. that first set of six or eight or however many girls it was, Without a BB or Angina or Rebecca Glasscock or, or Nina. Nina Flowers or Banana. without them, none of you hoes would be here. Akasha, Tammy, Look, yes, Jade. Tammy, Jade, Akasha. Without that first set of eight girls, none of you hoes would be here. So I actually feel like they call that the lost season because of some issues with Lolo. I think so too, because they can't re-air it. Yeah, I think it's definitely a low. It's a contractual issue, and that's why they call it that. And I get it. RuPaul says that she don't re-air it because she don't like the filter, but that's some bullshit because Logo won't let them re-air that season. Because if you go back, they can't re-air any of the Logo seasons. They don't. They don't show anything past nine. Season four? Well, six, seven, and eight are also still Logo seasons. But no, that's so, when they started to move towards. So the four, five, six. No, sorry, five, six, seven, eight are logo seasons. But that's when the VH1 deal came into play. That's what I was figuring. So you'll see when you see reruns of Drag Race, it's from season five and beyond. Even when you go on Paramount Plus or wherever your streaming apps, when you look at the seasons that's streaming, one through four don't stream. No, no. Because they, I think, I think Apple TV has, I think Apple TV is the only one that has one through four. And that is, that's only here because you can, if you have a VPN, you can change your location and watch all of it or those couple of seasons in a totally different part of the country. Yeah, because if you go to Canada, you can get them. It's fine. If you get your VPN, like switch to Canada, you can, you can get those seasons. I think Apple TV is the only one that has one through four, and you have to pay for it. The way the way that Drag Race is set up to stream is confusing and very frustrating. It is. Like, they need to let all the contracts run out and focus on one where I the money is. I don't think Logo is letting that contract run out, though, because Logo still They probably have the option it. to, like, renew it's probably a logo specific option where they can renew it for as long as they want. They still show reruns of the show though. Yeah, they're going to keep renewing that. They're going to keep renewing that contract. Yeah, of course, because what the fuck else is they showing? Noah's Ark? They'll have to. <laughs> they, they still show Noah's Ark? I don't know. I don't even... 
So that's the wild part is I don't even know if Logo is still carried by cable providers. Because when I, when I had cable years ago, I didn't get Logo. It now, wasn't, it was kind of like oxygen. Where it's been it at least four years since I've had cable, packages, but it wasn't included. In but it wasn't. I didn't. Not only did I not get logo, I didn't have the option to get logo. Oh damn, dude! It's been at least four years since I've had cable because once we moved here, we cut it off because it's like we had it for like a couple months here, but we cut cable That's off no to point. the fucking point because we were paying for the streaming apps, right? Right. But my mom still has cable because she's old. And she doesn't have Logo. And I don't know that she has the option to get Logo. I don't know that Logo still functions as a station that people can get. Somebody out there can correct me, but I know like if you get like Sling, which is a streaming service, you can get it where you yeah, can- Yeah, they always talk about it on channels. Sling and Philo, I think. Yeah, like Sling is one, it's like a, a option to- cable but it's the closest option and i don't remember seeing logo on there either yeah i feel like that's slowly but surely becoming a defunct channel yeah i don't know that logo because i know for a while all they had was reruns of the golden girls and sister sister and living single sister sister living single and the a-list oh god that's all they were showing for a while uh uh uh-oh and then here and there, they would have the occasional Real Housewives, because I think Logo and Bravo are under the same umbrella. They're all under Viacom. Yeah, so, so here Viacom and there, they would have the occasional... H one over right. Logo. And that's yeah. why I think that Logo still exists in the sense that they show reruns, like a Viacom's version of TV Land. I was about to say show, TV Land. Except they show gay... Like, Centric. Shows that are, gay, that are popular with the gays. Yeah. But no, because I mean, all their sponsors are defunct. Because I mean, Alan Chuck got travel. We know what happened with them. Bitch, I ain't heard that in a long time. Because they went to jail. I have not heard that in years. But that was one of Logo's main sponsors. And yeah. he just went to jail. And then all the drag race. Especially drag race, yeah. Because like Bob said he never got his trip. And so it was a couple other ones that said they never got their trip because these motherfuckers were scamming. Duh. <laughs> they to to jail. Um, that other, that gay dot travel or whatever it was, they went to jail. Pink travel or something like that. Something like that. They went to jail. Pink like travel. all these motherfuckers that was like sponsoring them, all these, because it was all like gay travel agencies that would do drag race cruises. And they either went yeah. out of business or went to jail. And all of that really has shifted. If I remember correctly, I do believe that Voss Events is either owned or affiliated with World of Wonder, and they get kind of they get top billing. Yeah, for all of the girls, and that's like the big tour is always the Voss Event tour because that's when they brought in Absolute. Once the Voss oh, Event, God, I forgot about Absolute. Yeah. Ugh, that shit was awful. I mean, Absolute's not good. Absolute is not unless you want. I mean, unless you want to. I was bitch. I was about to say that too. <laughs> I'll drink your acai berry all goddamn day. I'm not a vodka drinker unless vodka wants to sponsor me, and then sure. Yeah, I'll drink it. Shit, bleach can sponsor me, and I'll be sitting here talking about it's Roman cleanser. Put a cap in your water. <laughs> <laughs> so all the girls are introduced. You know, they're all like, oh, bl- 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 bullshit. 
but mm -hmm. uh, immediately they um, go straight into the reading challenge that Ben wins. Um, my favorite, okay, so I have two favorite people's reads, right? Chi-Chi mm -hmm. for Thorgy, when she said, Thorgy, what the fuck you got on your head? You're looking like Christmas with the cranks? Holler. Yes. Because, because Thorgy, before that, made a comment about Chi-Chi stealing her place in the top four. Yes. It's like, okay, fuck that. Um, and then when Chi-Chi said, oh, milk, big and milky, just like the drink you give me the shits, and I said, foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> And when Bendela, when Kennedy looked at Ben, it was like, Bendela Krim, where you been? No, seriously, where you been? And Ben was like, <laughs> Seattle? <laughs> right, right. Because the way she said it was like, a, yeah, Seattle, I've been at home. Like, uh, <laughs> I just thought those were like the three that I thought were like the cutest of all the reads. Um, but Ben came in, she won. She was her usual like quick witty self. Mm -hmm. um, they find out about the main challenge for the episode. It's the maxi challenge, rather, for the episode. And it's going to be a variety show. Um, ben and Asha are talking about the stresses and the risk of coming back. And this was kind of a cackle, too, because I would have thought the same way if I was Ben Lacroom. It was like, damn, y'all couldn't even bring Valentina back. It's like, shit, I'm missing geniality. Like, everybody likes me because of this. This is how I built my career. And y'all couldn't bring the one miscongeniality back that's slightly contentious to give a bitch a little bit of leg, lee room and leg room right. and a they little bit of breathing room. To not have to be nice all the time? <laughs> it should be, so I could be a little bit human. Ben, you'll, we see throughout the entire season that Bendela Krim is very conscious of how she presents herself on camera. How she appears on Because she camera. understands the business and the game of this shit. Now, it rubs a lot of the other girls the wrong way, but I, watching this, especially watching this now, given what we do, I got it. Yeah, like, no, same I thing. I completely understood it because your image really is everything. Right. And let's be perfectly honest, when the camera is on, when the camera's on, people are going to you have either to be A, on. forget that the camera is there and turn up, or B, turn up for the camera in these right. instances. So right. Vindala being very conscious of the way that she's presenting herself, it's like, no, fuck that. Like, there is business attached to this. And unfortunately, yes. you have to create the image, the image and and control the narrative of you and how you are presented because it's especially on a show like, like this in her mind it's like being likable has kept me booked right I can't then come to all stars and, and become be a unlikable right because that fucks up my whole brand get this too though milk has been milk had like after this airing milk was complaining about the edit she received but yes. throughout the season she was trying to read and, and dig into Bindala for being behind the scenes, though, only in the confessionals, for being um, so conscious about the image. For being aware sense. of the cameras. Yeah. Isn't it ironic? And it's like you're only because <laughs> once the show started airing, you saw your bookings getting a little shaky. No, if I was milk, not even the bookings, if I was milk, if I was milk, and I saw that of me on camera, I would have been mad too. I would have been mad at myself. I would have been mad at the editing. I would have been yes. mad at everybody involved. Yes. Like legitimately would have been mad. Me and you. Because Milk looked like a complete utter asshole. 
me and you being who we are, but Milk wasn't exactly nice in her season. It's just she wasn't the biggest asshole in her season. That's true. Because what was her season? Season Because six? she was on the season with Pearl and Valentina. I mean, with Pearl and um, what's her face? Wait, was she season six or season seven? Whatever season Pearl was on, because that's the same season she was on. Because that was the season of the boy bodies. And it was Pearl and, um, oh, the bitch that won. Uh, what the fuck is her name? The boy bodies. Va, 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 va. I can't remember. Violet Chachi. Yes, Chachi. Violet. So Milk was an asshole her season, but she had Pearl and Violet to be bigger assholes. No, Milk was season six. Milk was season six, but Milk was Milk on the wasn't season. the same season as Violet? No. Milk was on the same season with uh Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> Um, yes adore delano like there were uh, who else was on that season fuck i'm about to look right now courtney act it was a bunch of fucking people benda la creme was also on that same season yeah ben benda la creme was also on that same season she had a lot of like larger personalities that the show itself was focusing on that were extremely talented and she was on the same the time, season as Trinity Bonet. Okay, there we go. You got yes. all, a, look, a look at a bit of underrated queen. Needs yes. to be back on all. I love Trinity. Trinity said love she would Trinity. never do Drag Race though. No, she, she's she been saying, it's like, I want to do, she's been saying she wants to do All Stars. Now, now she's been saying she wants to do, but before like the last year, she said she'll never do All Stars. Before the last year, once Cardi B acknowledged her, then she said she would do Drag Race. Because, you know, Cardi B stands for Trinity. I love the Trinity. Like, I Me love too. Trinity. And they need to cut the bullshit and have that girl on All Stars. But they also, <coughs> I think they need to have Nina on All Stars, but they won't. Yeah, because Nina's too... <sighs> Nina causes a conflict for, within the, for the production company, unfortunately. Yep. Um... So on Milk Season, it was Bianca, Adore, Courtney, Darian Lake, who I could not stand. There's there's a big meme person. That was the villain of the season. Darian and Ben were always getting into it. Jocelyn Fox, who also got on my nerves. In a dumb, like, in a, like, I'm a cute, dumb girl way. I'm just like, Trinity, Laganja, Gia <laughs> And Gun. there's another Gia one. Gia Gunn was the villain of that season. Oh, okay. No, Gia was the villain of the first half. Because Darian quickly came in in that back Darian season. quickly, yeah. So Milk was on a season on. with a lot of contentious personalities where she was outside of her aesthetic and her weirdness. She yeah. was kind of put in the background. April Carrion, Vivacious, Magnolia Crawford, and Kelly Mantle. I'm not a drag. Kelly Mantle is funny as fuck. Kelly Mantle is very funny. Like another underrated queen who should honestly be back on All Stars. And I love Vivacious. I've seen Vivacious perform here in the city. I love Vivacious. Vivacious is an old queen, though. An old club kid queen. Yeah, she's club. And that's why I knew Vivacious would never work on Drag Race. She's deep, deep down inside. Yeah, no. She, no. Mm Hmm. She's an old club kid queen and yep. she's great in the club, but not for TV because you That's don't get it on TV. It doesn't translate. It doesn't translate. It does not translate. 
And now I feel like that's just vivacious reminds me of the queen we used to see when we would go to the clubs. Yeah, D'Angela Shoshana. Exactly. Yeah. She's an old club kid queen. Kicking, splitting, turning, and dropping, and in these like that don't end the hard walk and the the big the hard walk where it looked like bitch you about to fall over girl you hit to that left a little harder you gonna tumble over off the bar exactly that don't work on TV though no no. she's a club queen I saw Mama at a at a drag brunch I went to and great in the club like if you can ever catch a vivacious show she's great she does a show on Twitch oh does she. She does. She does a show on Twitch. It's uh Vivacious After Dark. She does a show. It's it's amazing. Okay, I'm gonna have to look into that. Mama's a I great Vivacious performance queen. Just does not translate. Same with Tamisha Mine. A great performance queen just does not translate on TV. No, she translated on she translated to TV. For That's not the way that people were told. It's not the way that these niggas was ready for. She said, yeah. no, 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 sweetie. I Tamisha Aman, when she said she's coming for you, she meant every aspect. And I life. said what I said. <laughs> she said, from now until eternity. Um, but Ben and Aja uh, wrap up their conversation where Ben was discussing the risk of coming back being Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. Um, ben and Morgan uh, then begin to discuss like how they're thinking about voting. And Ben, <clears throat> one of Ben's um, uh, reservations and coming back to RuPaul's Drag Race, specifically All-Stars, was the way the way it's set up for voting. Uh, yeah. Where it's the top two queens who lip sync for their legacy, then the winning queen wins $10,000, but also has to send somebody home. Yeah. Uh, ben had always been reluctant about it. Um, she said she was asking him, they like asked her like three or four different times to do All-Stars and she finally said yes because she mm-hmm. kept saying no she's like I don't like this I don't like this no um, and Morgan's just like well I'm voting out the strongest competitor which yeah, I don't know why like, you would say that out loud so okay don't get me wrong it annoys the fuck out of me it's specifically in this show when the girls are like well I want to go up against the best of the best it was like, no, you want to win a hundred thousand dollars. Like you want to win. Like we don't have to play this game. You want to get rid of the best of the best so you can win. Like we're not about to act like this is fair. Right. Like, like this is, and I really, you know what though? Part of me feels like this is the girls not giving the production company what they want. Cause every season of all stars after season one does this exact same shit. Mm Hmm. Where they're like, no, we're going based on like track record. Right. And no matter how hard the producers may prod, I'm assuming, they do their best to try and stick with that. Because I, I just found it interesting in watching like two and three and four and five, like that's the general consensus that gets carried over from season to season, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I really, like I said, I really do think it's the girls being like, no, we're taking control of this shit. Which, if it is, kudos. Not my gig. I and I got where Morgan came from. I totally got where Morgan came from because it is a competition. Also, you don't say that shit out loud. No, you keep it to yourself. That's and the thing with Morgan off. She Morgan annoys me because she's always quote unquote constantly keeping quote unquote constantly keeping it real. It's like this isn't real. This is just stupid and mean. 
Like you're in a but competition, also, you don't owe like, anybody an explanation for any way you may vote. You just vote the way you fucking vote. What I always say is like, it's one thing to keep it real. It's something totally unquote. different. Quote unquote. Hold on, let me finish. It's one thing to keep it real and to be honest and to be open. It's something totally different to be a mean ass bitch. That's why I said quote unquote. And then say, oh, I'm just being honest and blunt. It's like, no, you're just being rude. And you're just being mean spirited. Right. Like you're literally just being a mean spirited cunt. Um, But yeah, she was just like, uh, so yeah, no, I'm voting the strongest competitor out. Once again, don't know why you would, don't know why why you would would tell tell people that though. Why would you tell the person course, that won the first fucking challenge that? Somebody who is a phenomenal track record in the show. It's like, why would you say that? Because, of course, you know whoever wins is now going to get rid of you because they know you're going to try to get rid of them. Exactly. Especially Duh, if girl. Your dumb ass should defend it. If they consider themselves as being a threat, which everybody in that place should be considering themselves mm-hmm. at that moment of as being a fucking threat, you're gonna everybody's gonna vote your ass the fuck it out fuck out because you just said you pretty much just told me to my face you're gonna vote me out especially if i'm yep. like yo i'm super talented and i'm here to win this shit you just yep. told me you're gonna vote me out so girl it was dumb it was dumb it was it dumb was it was arrogant it was arrogant it was it narcissistic was. In the worst it's like way, you though. said that as if you gonna win every single challenge and won't ever have to worry about potentially being voted out or needing, or exactly, or needing to make a deal, or any, like, it's like, girl, you tried that. You tried mm-hmm. that. You and your wing in the prayer, we see what that gets us at the end of this episode. Um, the maxi challenge for this ex- episode is a variety show. And some of the bitches came to slay and play, and some of these girls should have just laid the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> So RuPaul comes out looking like a sherbet-ass loofah. And I was like, I'm here for it. I am here for it. That dress was, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful dress, but it was like, this bitch looks like a dessert loofah. It was very much a beautiful dress, but it was also like, what the fuck is happening? It looked like a a lush bath bomb. That's how I feel about a lot of RuPaul's looks. Same. Um, And guest judge is Vanessa Hudgens, which I was like, who is Vanessa Hudgens? And then I looked at where is it? I looked at my copy of, and I fucking quote, high school musical dating game, mystery date, high school musical mystery date. Mm-hmm. And then I saw a picture. It was like, oh, that's Vanessa Hudgens. She I mean, I knew who Vanessa Hudgens was because my sisters were obsessed with high school musical. But also, why do you have high school musical mu- mystery date? I feel like that's a lot to unpack there. I got it at a thrift store for three bucks and I was like, this is the best purchase for three dollars I've ever made in my life. But <laughs> there's so and, much to unpack. <laughs> I, love, I love board games and I was like, I need to experience this. And I'm willing and to And also, why have we never life. played this? I don't know. Because I played to it play with this when I come. Neil and I played it. Me and Aaron I'm gonna come visit you and we need to play this. It is so ridiculous. Because we're grown and we drink and smoke weed. So we need to play this. (laughs) Also, too, like, I don't know. I know maybe three people. Well, no, I know the black girl with the headbands because her hair was bad. Uh, The only people whose names I know is Vanessa Hudgens and Zach Efron. And then the girl who 
I know the girl, one of the girls was named Sharpay in the show, but I don't I know. I think that's the black girl with the bad hair. No, that's, she's white. Uh, the sharp, the, then she might be Ashley Tisdale, because I think. Okay, yes, that's who she is, Ashley Tisdale. Those are the only ones I know. Now, she's not Allie or Adri, is she? <laughs> I don't even know who Allie and Adri is. <laughs> all right, listeners. Is Ashley Tidsdale, Allie, or AJ? Please let us know because all these I don't know who they are. Me. I'm sorry. I don't know who they are at all. I um, know. I know who she is because the uh, okay. Don't cancel me, y'all. But hear me out. The only reason I know who Ashley Tidsdale is is because I would often confuse her with Amanda Bynes when Amanda Bynes was very active and vocal. Oh, okay. When Amanda Bynes said she wanted Drake to murder her vagina, I thought it was Ashley Tisdale for a long time until I realized, oh, wait, wait, no, this is the little girl from all that and not the little girl from High School Musical. Did she say vagina or did she say murder my pussy? She said vagina, which is what made it funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the fact that she tweeted I want Drake to murder my vagina made it hilarious to me but then I was also like oh I feel bad I shouldn't be laughing at this girl's mental breakdown but then also didn't realize which white girl to attribute this to so that's like why one I know who the other one is like one of these white ladies one of these. I was like it's one of these two because they at the time they they probably didn't look shit alike but I couldn't distinguish one from the other I also used to get Demi Lovato and Victoria Justice confused as well. And I only know Victoria Justice because my daughter watches Victorious and that's the show that Ariana Grande was on, which then later became Sam and Cat and it was a whole bunch of bullshit. Oh, wait, was that the one with the black kid with the grandma that was like screaming Andre's grandma? She was afraid of everything? I don't know about his grandma, but I know it was the black kid that produced all that music that should have been bigger than he was. But this is the show that Ariana Grande was on with, and she had the bright red hair, but then her and Victoria didn't get along. So then it went to Sam and Kat, and Sam came from iCarly, and they didn't get along either. So then it, that's when, that's how we ended up with Ariana Grande. Okay. Um, Brooklyn told me a lot of this, but... (laughs) Uh, so Maxi Challenge is the variety show and opening the Maxi Challenge was San- Shangela, who I personally felt like Shangela did the damn thing. Like Shangela came in and she did it. She did what she was supposed to do. Yes. Uh, and she was doing it all to her own original music. And I, also I remember that song. That song Watch all me the work. time. No, I'm a pro. <laughs> I listen to that song all the time. Like, I love it. I will say um, that death drop because that's what they call it, because it's not a death drop. It's a dip, but neither here yes. nor there. Um, no, actually, we'll call it a death drop because there's no finesse to it in any way, shape, or fashion. It's just gay boy throwing their body against the floor. He's throwing um, their body on the floor. When that bitch did that shit, I was like, oh, I know you hurt, because she went hard and fast. You yeah. know? Like, she went hard and fast. She hit that floor. You remember in Precious when Precious fell down the stairs when she got pushed down the stairs? Yes, I do. That was they, she and Shangela death. She went hard and fast, but she opens the show. She kills it. She looks cute in her little bodysuit. It, it's a performance outfit. 
and it's hair good. hair was good it was a simple performance outfit but the makeup and the hair were good and her performance was good um oh my god this is gonna sound real bad we're gonna get in trouble for this uh bb's performance i loved it but you know what i wrote in my notes <laughs> the, first act, the first act of i'm gonna stop the musical <laughs> <laughs> I put, I'm going to start the musical act one. So, <laughs> but that bitch killed it. I'm equally as trash because I said come into America wedding scene. Bitch, exa- no, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> no, seriously. Like she just gave you this like pan-African uh, dance. And it was she. She performed her fucking ass off. She looked good it too. Very much gave me the like she is your queen to be seen from coming to America. Oh my god! Yes, yes, yes. Actually, can you? And if can you, you set it so I can share version? this with you, huh? Can you sit it set it so I can share this screen with you? Because I have all the I have the looks too. Yes. So they I'm can bouncing be back between of, looks and notes. So they can be part of the video. Yeah. Because BB's look was it definitely do it now. Yes. Yes. Um, BB's look. Can you see? Not yet. It just says you started screen sharing, but it hasn't come up yet. There we are. Okay. So this is obviously something that BB made, but yes. it looks good. It definitely it looks fucking good. And it's a performance outfit. It's the exact same thing that Shangela had. It's just an embellished leotard, which Michelle definitely mentions. She definitely mentions that shit. Yes. Um, so following BB, we get Georgie Thor, who I really, really enjoyed this look. I enjoyed her look and her performance. And the performance. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, same. Same. I was like, give me more of this. I love and I do enjoy that she has worked her playing the violin into her drag act. I love it. I love a non-conventional queen. Yeah. I do enjoy it. Um, she definitely killed it and did a little cute little cart work. Looking good, feeling Thorgeous. I thought that was really cute. I was like, all right, Thor. That's cute. Yeah. Look at you softening me up. Um, and then we get to Aja, which something really interesting about Aja's variety, all-star variety look. That Not is just her look, big? but the show. That is mm-hmm. too big? A, the crotches, yes. Yes. Which I was surprised they didn't say anything about that. Right. I mean, her performance was great, but the it was too big. Yeah. Well, the only thing that, was, that I felt was wrong with it, and I'm assuming this is because of the weight of the stoning, that the crotch was sagging. Yeah. Uh, but she had her three reveals. She had that like, uh, was that a kimono? Is that a kimono? Kimono? Yeah, we'll call it a kimono. I hope it sure, is. Sure, we'll call it. It's not. But that like I didn't super like her pastel, beautiful kimono. I, didn't, I did not like that lip sync thing she had going on. I liked it. It was, very, it was giving very much showgirls and I didn't, I wasn't a fan. I I liked it because it was softer than Aja. Like all three of these looks are softer than Aja was presenting herself last season. Yes, and it looked I I looked really good on her. The silhouette was nice. Um, it, she can easily well easily perform in it. Like I thought she looked good, and I, I love your and yellow learned, fucking hair. 
I'm glad she learned her face and learned how to paint her face and yeah. got the appropriate makeup for her skin type and that kind of stuff because I do think that is a common thing that queens don't do. They don't take into account their particular skin issues when they buy the makeup. And I think that's one of the things she talked about too. She did. She, she definitely about talked about getting skin her skin too. together and getting the right makeup. And she definitely looked like miles better this season yeah. versus her original season, which was the season before. Yeah, and there wasn't much time between. It was only a couple couple months months. between one and the other Mm -hmm. for these like vast and market improvements that she made. Yeah, yeah, like sis, sis definitely like she's definitely stepped her. She definitely. She was very much like, I hear you, and this is what I'm gonna do. She came to play. Yeah, very much so. Um, so Aja had her her reveals. Aja's talent was actually voguing, right? Yes. <clears throat> so you know that little step box she jumped off? So apparently that was supposed to be about three feet higher. Mm. And they ended up having to, like, they made her sign waiver after waiver saying that if you hurt yourself, it is on you. Right. Um, they ended up lowering it because Kennedy needed something as well. So it was like, we'll just co- we'll combo this shit. So mm-hmm. they lowered it so that Kennedy can use it as well. Mm. Fun fact. So Aja jumping off of this little three foot box, she does a jump into a dip, like into an actual dip. Like she gives you, it's not soft and cunt. She gives you, she gives you the uh, uh, the um, femme queen. She gives you femme queen voguing. Like it mm-hmm. is dramatic, dramatic. That's it was it very much legacy. Like I don't she know if you watched that show, but it was very legacy. Legendary. That's what I back. meant. I've yeah, been drinking a lot, but that's what I meant. Yes, and that's a, that's one of the things too. Is like a lot of girls don't know that Vogue breaks on to multiple other little subgenres. And dramatics is what the trans women do: yeah. flipping their hair and jumping off of shit, and jumping on shit, and getting in your face and doing flips and shit. Yeah. Um. So Aja was cute. Uh, Kennedy, let me tell you, bitch, how Kennedy was not top two. Appalling. Absolutely mm-hmm. appalling. Because I don't Kennedy, need it either. Kennedy came out and gave a fucking show. Sis was dancing her ass impeccably, dancing but her Kennedy ass off. Kennedy also was giving nightclub and not TV. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Aja was dancing and stuff too, but Aja was more giving TV, whereas Kennedy was giving nightclub. I feel like it really does break down into the look because into the look because Kennedy to me Kennedy performed Kennedy performed better than Aja. I think so too. Aja just but had a Kennedy's whole performance. performance look included was giving nightclub, not I mean, but TV. Aja was giving Escalita nights, but then you know what nights though? Escalita. But if we're gonna be real honest, and all of them the were really giving like nightclub act, but not just that. So we got what Kennedy, what Aja did, and you know all of that. But then Vanessa Vanji came back and did the exact same shit as Aja, and they gave her the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because Miss Vanji does the same look over and over. That yeah, and I love Vanessa. That course like, in a panty, that BCA in a panty. Yeah, I she love her, the, but she uh, does that same Vanji ass look over and over again. Yeah, she's the Bianca Del Rio of the the Banji Latino. 
She is. She is. She really is. She, it's the same silhouette. She, she knows what works for her. That bitch sticks in it. Bigger than the same silhouette. She wears the same outfits. Hey, I don't blame. <laughs> but again, I love Miss Vanjie, but we're not going to act like that's not a silhouette that they live for. No. Kennedy no. is very much giving season queen, whereas I just giving fresh. Kennedy is queen. giving not just season queen. Kennedy is giving pageant winner. Exactly. This was like this literally what is a pageant. It's a pageant look. But you know, RuPaul don't really live for the pageant girls like that. It depends. Like in, in the looks, sometimes here and performances there. is more where it's at for Ru. At least in the performances, what she doesn't performances she doesn't live for the pageant girls like that because that was always her thing with Alexis. That was always her thing with Tyra. That was uh, in the performance she don't really live for the pageant girls. She prefers the the club girls versus the pageant girls. Now the looks. Because, you know, RuPaul loves a gown and the pageant girls will serve you a gown. She lives for the girls in a gown. But when it comes to performances, she she doesn't really see it for the pageant girls. I feel like she sees it. She definitely sees it for the pageant girls, more so for the performance versus the looks. See, I the think looks are very like um, classic pageant. And they're not pushing the boundaries, but the performances are really where it's at. Like this bitch, when this bitch hit that cartwheel onto that box. But that's what I'm saying. I, that's why I feel like, and I think it's less RuPaul and more Michelle that doesn't see it for the pageant girls in the performances. But because if it was really, if it was like all things equal, Kennedy should have won. Kennedy should have won. It shouldn't have been. I, okay, I won't say Kennedy should have won. I will say Kennedy should have been. It should have been Kennedy and Shangela. I wouldn't even say Shangela. I would. I wouldn't say Shangela because Shangela's performance, there were one, two, essentially three other people that did like a late night lip sync performance. But then if you think about Benda LaCrim, who was one of the ones that won, her performance wasn't doing shit. I thoroughly enjoyed her performance because it was comedic. It was unexpected. It was comedic. Ben's frame. It fit Ben's realm. And it's what you would see at a variety show. But it's like, if we think about like the performance I'm going to be talking about the next day, hers wasn't one. Not for me. That's fair. So to me, like if I think about the performance I'm talking about next day, I'm talking about Kennedy and that cartwheel. I'm talking about Shangela and her coming out and slaying it to an original song. I'm like, like I'm not talking about Ben and her bra trick. Like I'm just not. My like my two like my two distinctly favorites were Kennedy and Ben, and because they both flawlessly pulled off a very entertaining performance, and there was like an unsuspecting wow factor with them. And they were both very much in their brand, but and very much in their lanes. Like it was un it was. It was unexpected, but not unexpected. Yeah. And it could be just because Ben just doesn't do it for me. And I acknowledge You just that. don't like Ben. You don't like people that try and be happy. And I acknowledge that. And that's why it's like... Look at your I acknowledge that. No, I acknowledge that Ben just isn't my cup of tea. And that could be why I feel the way I feel. 
Mm-hmm. But it's not. I also can acknowledge that drag is very subjective and I don't have to feel, you know, I don't have to agree to understand that there's talent in all of them. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is something that a lot of people miss. Like just because you don't get into it don't mean they're not talented. It actually becomes a conversation that happens later on in the season. Yeah. My weed. Oh my God. I don't know how how the fuck did I lose my bow? <laughs> um, okay. So after Ben uh after Kennedy, we get Ben with the castle reveal number, uh, which we kind of just hit on. I thought it was adorable and very funny. Siobhan hates Ben, Ben to look around. She she hates she hates I don't happy hate. white people. <laughs> she hates non-threatening happy white people. <laughs> There's no such thing as a non-threatening white person, let's just be honest. Oh, please. Do you see Ben? Ben would be too Ben would be too afraid to say Ben would come up to us and be like, Oh, hello. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I really hate to have this discussion with you. I just want to ask you, how do you prefer to be referred to as black? african-american but okay. also okay thank you <laughs> ben is too worried about shit to be threatening threatening white people have the place on their side so that is true that isn't always true um and that that's not saying nothing about white people listen to the show we love y'all but it's a reality yeah oh and hold on i want to show this ben look too i just thought it was cute i thought it was real cute and adorable um i wish there was more to it but I, I like know. the entrance look better than the performance look. That okay, I can get that too. Entrance look, I feel like had way the more. The entrance look was super cute. The ja, ja, performance look was kind of yeah, you know. So after Ben de la Creme, we move into Chichi Devane, and this bitch was at homecoming at Texas AM. Wasn't she? I said, you better be up here with this black ass fucking number, bitch. I just wish that she didn't wear that raggedy ass jazz shoe. Like, and I wish she would have a number of times. Mama was on her J set, growing the. She was per fucking forming, <laughs> per fucking forming, performing. I I didn't like her costume though. Unfortunately, I didn't either. Did not like it, could not stand it. Between that red and that fucking necklace and that neon green foolishness, I ain't like none of it. I feel like when when her look is on, her performance is off. And when her performance is on, her look is off. Yep. Like she never never quite synced up on the show. Like, and she's a phenomenal, like looking at videos of her, like bitches. Bitch was a phenomenal. Performer. Oh, she was an amazing performer, but she never could get the two together at the same time. Like just, just never, just no. could not. It was. I felt like bad. she saved the good looks for when she knew for a fact she was going to be in the bottom two. <laughs> when she was going to be standing, <laughs> which I don't blame her. She wasn't pulling her. the good shit out for when she had to jump around. No, no. <laughs> uh, okay, following. Chi-Chi was probably the one of the uh, most uncomfortable for performances of the show. <laughs> uh, and I thought Morgan's look minus the hair. I didn't from the neck. I didn't like down, Morgan's hair, but I liked the look. Then like the face of the hair. It was everything from the neck down. I was like, this I didn't is even hate the gorgeous. face. I think 
even with the face with different hair. Maybe the face with different hair would look better. Because a combination cute of black shortcut with much. that face and that look would have been everything. I mean, honestly, even like even just a super bone snatched um, blonde, like blonde. Yeah, wig, but it, it couldn't have been nothing long. Like it almost needed to be kind of like. You know, like that shit Raven does where she does that very flat, short hair. The kitten wig. Yeah, like it almost wig. needed to be that because of what this look was. That And that was the thing is it needed something softer and simpler. Yeah. Because that the hair was severe. The makeup was severe. The, the garment is absolutely pitch. Get into this. This the detailing beautiful. of it all was it just amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. It's just something was off about it. Um, so she does I, her original song where she's been did not like her time calling Close wig with that outfit, though. And that song was terrible. Yeah, she spent the whole time calling the rest of the contestants whores. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn. And even, I can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Shangela. Oh, it was Shangela. Like, why is she looking at us? Like, no, she was like, Am I mad? Because the whole song is like, are you mad? Are you mad? Why you mad? Why you mad though? Why you mad though? Why you mad though? Yeah. Like, why you looking at us, bitch? Why you mad? And I was right. like, yeah, bitch. Why you mad, girl? <laughs> but it was, it was, un- it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. It Beautiful was. look, uncomfortable performance. Very uncomfortable performance. Um, somebody who really surprised me was actually the person to go next. Which I don't know why I was surprised. Maybe because I never really gotten her music like that, or never looked into her music. But Trixie did really fucking well. But I I've looked into Trixie's music, and that I um I knew kind of what Trixie was giving, so I wasn't surprised at this. But again, I also watched this years after it aired. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Trixie was really good. Trixie was really good. And one of, did anybody else actually sing? No, the only she was the only person to actually sang. I about to say, I think she's the only one to actually like outwardly sing. You know what I'm saying? Like to actually sing. Like yeah. to sing. We'll get into the next person in a second. Because yeah. this was the, the second opera performance of the evening. Talk about uncomfortable. Bitch. But yeah, shout out to Trixie. Like you did really, she did really fucking well. She looked, she looked great. She looked in that gingham. She gave you the vibe that was perfect with the fucking music. She's very Dolly Parton, and I love it. Very, very. I love um, a Dolly Parton drag queen. I do enjoy. Oh God, what the fuck is that? It'll come to me in the middle of the night, and I'll be so goddamn mad. Um. Okay. Following Trixie and rounding out the night is mm. Milk, whose performance I got. I got it, like, it but I okay. was like, this is boring. I, that was my thing, too. It was like, this is it. So, you know, Milk made us touch the fashion. However, it did not make us change our lives. Um, her whole thing was, and it was a cute idea. The whole, it was like the 50s, 60s um, paper doll. Paper doll thing, yeah. Yeah, so she had dresses made that are that were essentially like paper dresses with complete with little tabs on the side that are supposed to quote unquote wrap around the body. Which uh, was and cute, it's Velcro. But it just it kind of was a cute like, idea. Uh, 
Well, the thing for me was, is you can, and okay, so in the background of what we watch, you can hear the exactly. of the Velcro. Exactly. So Shangela was talking about how, like, during, so she did a one-woman show maybe a year before ago, year, yeah, maybe a year before, um, about two years ago, actually, um, about being on All Stars 3. And this is one of the things she was talking about. She was like, yeah, Milk came out and went, touch the fashion. Change your life. Yeah. So all yeah. she heard was just like the ripping of the Velcro. And it really was like, it was not in any way, shape, form, or fashion the best performance of the night. It was okay. Because and it the was really just was great. It just wasn't executed as fully as it should have been. Done. It's like if we really, if we really talk about it, like I know somebody gonna be mad at me for saying this, but let's really if we really talk about it, it's a man in a bodysuit and a wig putting velcro on, putting velcro paper dresses on himself. Cause there's no padding. So no. once that velcro paper dress comes off. It's just a boy body. Yeah. Like, he wasn't tucked well. There's no padding. There's no breastplate. It's just a wig and a bodysuit. So once so, that Velcro once that Velcro paper dress comes off, it's a man in a bodysuit. So the, I enjoyed it as, I enjoyed it as a concept. Like, something yes. like that. Like I said, conceptually, it was great. And execution, not so much. <laughs> and it wasn't, it's not like the it's not boy body that did it for me at all. It was it was literally just because it was kind of all of it all together. Felt, like it felt half, not like half thought, but just it didn't thought. feel fully realized. It didn't, it didn't feel, feel like fully a fully fleshed out thought. aspect of it. Right. It, it didn't just three because outfits. it's like and it's like no in addition to or trying to sing there was no need for it in addition to the track being weird and trying to sing over this weird track and then the very loud velcro that wasn't taken into account and then the it was like so many forgotten elements because it's like i could have got past the not thought out the not well executed track if I didn't hear the Velcro and I didn't hear <sighs> and you were padded, right? Or I could have got past the boy body if the track was well executed and I didn't hear the Velcro. Or That's I could have got past the Velcro if it was a well executed track and you didn't have boy body. You know what I'm saying? It was like, well, all three it felt like you didn't think this all the way through. Yeah, like it, it really felt like there was more missing to it. Um, mm -hmm. Also, like I said, there's no reason to for you to be doing the, like you the didn't background have to track. Sing it. Like you, you could have just it. let it play and just done you the just costume changes. Into it, did the costume changes and really gave the girls a show too. Yeah, because really, you just took an outfit off. You but you just and it's from like, outfit to outfit, took it off, and then walked back and forth from across the street. Right. Like, there's no dancing in between. There's no. no, there's nothing other than you walking from members of the pit crew to put this Velcro shit on you. That was it. And you wanted us to touch the fashion, and we 
and it didn't change our lives. So when Trixie said your talent can't be Velcro, that shit. I died. Me. Died. <laughs> Touch the fashion, change your life, bitch. Go away. All right, so that wraps up. Um, all of the girls in the variety show. I mean, honestly, we've been talking about this for a long time, so this could wrap up the episode. And we well, we gotta kinda... we gotta get into at the very least, like who leaves. Yes, and then we can wrap up this episode and then get. Well, this might be a three week thing. Yeah, because a lot happens. A lot, a lot happens. happens. Yeah, I was like, I was watching. this like, damn, this is damn. Like, yeah, I was like, a this lot. Oh episode, shit, it's a lot that goes on. Okay, a lot fucking happens in the episode. It's like. And I was yeah. watching like the hour long ones on YouTube, not the 40 minute ones. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, this might be a three part thing. Um, so uh, critique happens. Um, Vanessa Hudgens misses, mentions to Shangela how she's really in the boat. No, the, the shablam. I really enjoyed your shablam. And then to Aja, she says, one of the most irritating comments I have ever heard on the show, <laughs> including the years with Santino Rice. Um, I'm so into voguing right now, and I'm just yeah. like, I bet you are. Yeah. Michelle makes the comment about like there being a bunch of bodysuits on the stage to Shangela, and Shangela's like, "Don't worry about it, bitch. I will burn it. I will burn them." <laughs> yes. Um. So we end up with our top two for the week, which is Aja and Bindula Krim. Our bottom two is Chichi Debate and Morgan McMichaels. Everyone else is safe. It's always important to note that because. They try and pull some fast shit on your ass. So yeah. everyone else who is not in the top two or bottom two is safe this week. Yes. <laughs> um, so they go back and they have their like deliberation conversations. And probably the most notable thing out of this was it was to the two conversations with Ben, where Ben asked Chi Chi, how would you feel if I sent you home? Which is something that nobody else ever asked that. But to specifically mm-hmm. say, if I, how would you feel, like, for real, if I sent you home? And Chi-Chi explained. She was like, girl, if I got to go, I got to go. I want to be here, and I want to win. But if I got to go, it is what it is. Right. And then she asked Morgan about Morgan's plan to vote again. And Morgan, this bitch makes sure that she doubles down. Yes. She like doubles she down. Like, I told you once, and I will tell you again, bitch, I'm getting rid of all you strong I'm getting rid of all of the strong girls. Once again, you tell this to the person, one of the people in the top two that have your fate in their hands mm-hmm. right before they decide who they're going to send home. Yep. You fucked up. You fucked up. You should have kept that shit to your fucking self. That and is why would you say that again to one I of the people never that never understand? It was arrogant. It was yeah. arrogant. It was, it was when keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, she she likes to say she keeps it real, but in really reality, this decision was nothing more than arrogance and stupidity, and it definitely worked. It was arrogance and just literally saying, "I can do what I want." Right. Um. So they Ben and Asha lip sync for their legacy to uh, Anaconda, which was very strange. <laughs> It was, and then I looked at the year that this happened, that All-Stars happened, and then I realized the following regular season was the season Nicki Minaj was the first guest judge, and it was like a whole big thing. Oh, that Because it was the first time she was there. The season 12. Yeah. 
Was it season 12 or 11? It was season Whatever 12. season it was. But it was a whole big, that was a whole major part of their promo. Um, ben and Aja battle to the death and only one shall stand and Bindala is the last standing winner. She wins her $10,000 and a five nights was in Fort Lauderdale as well. Something like um, that. And RuPaul says with, uh, what is it? With great, with great um, something. God damn it. It's going to kill me because I like, I tried my best to memorize it. I with, whatever. It's like with great talent comes great responsibility. Something and like essentially that. saying, who the fuck are you going to send home? And Vendela gives her speech and then says Morgan and then further explains to Morgan the reason why I'm sending you home is essentially, essentially, you're not willing to play the game the way that some of us are. The way that made I made it very clear. Should. Way that she thinks she should, but the way that they all end up, for the most part, following suit through the whole season. Yeah, everybody's like, we didn't agree on this. Meanwhile, that's exactly how. That's everybody exactly voted. what they all did. Because everybody like, was too afraid to vote any other way, and everybody knew it'd be stupid to say anything else about that shit out fucking loud. Yep, except Morgan's arrogant ass. Right. Um, yeah, Ben doubles down on believing in the group vote. Um, we also get the first appearance of the hand, <laughs> the handsmaids, which was also like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, I was very confused by that. I was like, why is this a thing? Because it's a, it's the, it's the co-opting of other people's plights in the club. You know. Oh, very much so. That's kind of what Rupaul does, so. But Chad and Alaska, Alaska, I almost called her Alexis. Alaska are the handmaids. And they appear behind Morgan, but we don't know why. Hmm. So that wraps up all of that. All of that wraps up the first, only first episode yeah, of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star. It's All <laughs> This is one of my favorite seasons because it. This is when the show really starts to kick into real fucking. When it starts to kind of get this, get its stride. Yeah, like the season. You know that it was you like, have oh, all the, like you know you have the thing that says who wins and goes home each week on the screen, right? Girl, do you know how long this has been out? I know, but so niggas would be fine. You're right. I, you can't spoil you can't spoil shit that's been out for like five six years. I was like, yeah, like five years. Like, bitch, it's like, been five years. Yes. Everybody knows Trixie wins. Everybody yeah. knows Trixie wins because Trixie happily talks about her winning. And also, everybody knows that Trix uh, that Trixie wins because half of us think that Shangela was robbed. Yes. We'll get into that in the later. Later. Oh my God! Someone just sprayed. What? Maybe All right, bitch, we like can't this. do like people getting murdered on your Saturday. That's what it sounded like. That kind of scared me a little bit. Um, yeah. All right, y'all. Well, this right. wraps up this week's episode of uh, Reality Rewind. Yes. Um, we are here every Friday. Um, we are also here every Wednesday at five o'clock over on um, uh, IG for yes. IG Live. Um, called Wine and Wisdom for the Self-Helpless. You can mm -hmm. also check out the unedited raw footage of Reality Rewind. Unedited raw footage. So it's a bunch of bullshit-ass conversation. So you see all the foolishness before we actually... All the foolishness. The you get the warm-up and the show. 
Yeah. Um, we've also got Blacks Like Us, which mm-hmm. um, I'm not putting it's that first one up because my lips look ashy. Uh, comes up every Tuesday, and we're going to do the same thing with that. We're going to put the unedited raw video footage of that up on, on YouTube as well. Yes. Um, you, the YouTube will be under my YouTube. It's leaf from the underscore D, just as everything. My, it's my name every fucking where, even on OnlyFans. If you check me out on OnlyFans, mm-hmm. there's nothing there. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, and uh, uh, wine and wisdom. I'm not wine and wisdom. I have crime and wine that also comes out on Friday. Sister time that comes out every Wednesday. This week's episode is we're talking about healing your mental health, like taking care of your mental health and healing your traumas before getting into a relationship. So you can go check that out. Highly important us talk about that and get into all of that um but that's a every wednesday thing um i am only really on instagram i don't really use any other socials because i'm old and crotchety but i am at shay's beauty diary on um instagram you can also follow at crime and wine pod at crime and wine podcast i'm sorry um at sister time podcast at blacks like us at write the rewind and you can get in touch with us in all those ways we are any and everywhere all across the fucking internet um mm-hmm. once again this is reality rewind i'm hot we're gonna wrap this up good night y'all yes bye y'all